0: Paolo Caro is officially shut down for summer League. His summer league is over, his time in Vegas is over, but the magic's time is not. And there's still something really important for the magic to do in Las Vegas. It's time for a Tuesday edition
1: of Locked on Magic.: You are locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: The Locked On Magic today is July 12, 2022. My name is Philip rossman and I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at underscore omd On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic fall to the Oklahoma City Thunder 84-81. to Paolo Bancaro is shut down for the Summer League. We'll talk a little about what this game says about what the Magic are building and why it might be just as important as anything we saw from Ben Caro this week. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA, no matter who your team is, no matter what your sport is. Check them out wherever you download podcasts. Search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The big news, of course, came uh, just about an hour and a half, two hours before tip-off. The Orlando Magic are shutting down Paolo Bancaro for Summer League. Uh, He did not play in Monday's game, as did R.J. Hampton and Admiral Schofield. They are all done for Summer League. It appears the Magic are readying to kind of put the toys away until September, until training camp begins. Um, The official reason given, uh, Bancaro uh, kind of before the game, but Bancaro confirmed it after, the official reason is the magic want, or Jesse Mymes did actually, um, the magic want to make sure that they get to everyone on their roster. Orlando's kept pretty tight rotation. you know, I, I've seen them in the past um, with previous coaches where they will play their main guys and kind of flip out everyone else in the rotation. Um, obviously, they're trying to get a whole bunch of different things done here during summer league. Um, but the magic have decided to start shutting down their main players. Uh, to make sure that they can get to everyone else on the roster. In some, some respects, that is perfectly understandable. Um, it, it, it's not an injury, Paolo confirmed after the game. It was not injury. It was a team decision, something that he said, quote, I'm not going to fight them on. Um, yes, Paolo said he wants to be playing. He wanted to play Monday night, but the team saw no reason for him to play or, 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 or kind of prescribed that this was this was it, that they'd seen all they needed to see from him. We're going to talk tomorrow about uh, what Paolo Bancaro possibly learned, but obviously a stupendous summer league for Palo Bancaro. Just a, you know, what you expect to see from the number one overall pick. He was great on the attack. He was great scoring. He showed some defensive flashes. His playmaking was just absolutely brilliant. We know that he can be a great scorer. He showed some touch from beyond the arc, too. We saw—honestly, I saw everything I needed to see within the first two quarters. I, I, I He was very clearly the best player on the floor in both games that he played. He had a humongous impact on winning, and, and and both the Rockets and the Kings ended up double-teaming him and ended up really trying to make sure they got the ball out of his hands. They could not stop him. So we'll dive a lot deeper into what Paolo's uh, summer league performance was was and, and what it means uh, coming up in the next few days, but— just an it's a really great performance from Palo and, and, and honestly, you know I, I think I think there's always value in reps and always value in game reps, but the the magic are not going to learn a whole lot more and knowing their in, their history with injuries and you know some of the concerns there, and certainly some of the injuries that we've seen throughout the course of summer league over the last few days, it, it certainly makes some sense to to shut him down and, and and rest him. Um he showed all he needed to show. He's really not going to learn or gain a whole lot beyond just the extra reps um, until he's playing against real competition. Um, the fact of the matter is, honestly, if I had a criticism for Paolo, it was that this level of competition did not hold his interest, that he was not engaged at, at the level that, that maybe you want at the highest levels, but I'm not going to really blame him on that. He's, he proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that he can play at the NBA level, and that's, that's really, really all you want to see. RJ Hampton, um, you know, on the on the flip side of that, RJ Hampton did not show that. Um, I think that the Magic, you know, I think the Magic kind of under the same idea probably had a plan that he would play two games, that he would go through the practices, um, that that would be his kind of chance to prove himself, to show what he needed to show. And what we were able to see in the games, we, we didn't see everything we needed to see from him, to be perfectly honest. Um you know, I think that the goal, as I said last week, the goal for RJ Hampton coming into into Summer League was to play under control, to really play with poise, and to show that he could control his speed. Um, and and look, I don't think RJ Hampton was is nearly as bad as a lot of the fans are saying, but he did not play well. Um, he did not show that control. In fact, the big reason why Sacramento was able to force overtime, was able to get back into that game on, on Saturday, was because R.J. Hampton was out of control. They were able to get R.J. Hampton out of control. And his decision-making while at speed, um, his decision-making while he was making passes, while he was, uh, while he was in transition, just was not good enough. Now, I did see some good things. I think there were some moments where he was really good playing under control on the attack in the half court, um, there were some good moments with him in transition. It it, it was not nearly all bad, but I, I think I think just it, it wasn't the poise that you expect. You expect a third year player entering the NBA summer league to be able to kind of dominate, and, and and you know not necessarily dominate, but be under control. He's seen NBA action. He's seen NBA. He's seen what it's like to play in the NBA. They know how to comport themselves. I mean, you know we're gonna see. Quentin, you know we might see Quentin Grimes on Thursday with the New York Knicks. Quentin Grimes barely played um, for the Knicks last season. Uh, he played a little bit. I, I don't say barely played, but but he played, uh, you know, essentially the same minutes as Hampton, maybe a little bit more. But you watch him play in these summer league games; he looks under control. He's scoring 20 points a night. He's playing his he's playing his weaker competition. That's not what we saw from RJ Hampton. That is certainly very very concerning. But by the same token, I think Orlando was also playing him on the ball. He wanted those on ball reps. That's not how the Magic are going to use him. I, I don't think he's convinced the Magic key should be used that way. Um, and so his role on the main roster will be very different than what it was on the Summer League roster. So, um, you know, I am concerned. I won't say that I'm not concerned, but I don't think it's, you know, it's not it's not the end of the world. It's not a disaster. There's, there's some people that are just really hitting on Hampton, and he didn't help himself. I agree with all that, uh, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't such a—it wasn't— so bad that, you know, I think the Magic are going to end up cutting him, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that discussion a little bit tomorrow as well. Um, Admiral Schofield, uh, just really solid, honestly. I really like Scho's summer league. Um, If this was it for him, um, you know, I think he'll be a really good two-way player. Just solid defensively on that back line. He fouled a little bit too much, but I think he was also playing a little bit up a position at the four. Um at times uh, his three point shot is getting better. Um you know I think he's more confident with that three point shot. Um so he he definitely did a lot of really good things. Just a really good stabilizing base. Just a really good veteran uh, to have on this summer league team cuz he knows what it's like to have to fight for a spot in the NBA and he knows what it's like to be comfortable in the NBA and comfortable in his role and and I think both were really really valuable for this team. So obviously three key players are done for the Orlando Magic. Three key, three key players for the summer league. Three key players that we we're really looking at, hoping to see uh, during the summer league. They're done. Two games in, they're done. We still got three. We got two more of these things uh, after after Monday's game, and so that leaves the question of what's next. What what is there left to decipher and discuss? Well, there is actually a lot, and we saw a big piece of it in Monday's loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder. What that is and why it's important coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar, from the people who invented healthy and tasty protein bars, comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 1% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. They're good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are here only for a limited time. Go to built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. And all built bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about built puffs is, of course, they taste amazing but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They're the perfect treat, perfect when you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack, they're an excellent source of protein too. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallows. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. That is a mouthful. Coconut brownie chunk built puffs. Said it again. Go to Belt.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: So the Elena Magic we're down Paolo Bancaro on Monday night as they took on the Oklahoma City Thunder. And um, if you listen to my podcast so over the weekend after the game against the Kings, essentially Paolo Bancaro was the offense for the Orlando Magic throughout a good chunk of that game, especially toward the end of that game. Orlando could not function without Paolo Bancaro. And, you know, I I I will take back some of my words on this. Um, that I, I said before Summer League that I was not super impressed with the Summer League roster that they put together. They have started to impress me. I'll explain that here in a minute. But without Paolo Bancaro, there's a real big question of who was going to be the leading scorer. Who is going to be the engine? Who's going to drive this team? Uh, and, and honestly, I, I think that is still the main question. And, and that was the big question that Oklahoma City asked of Orlando very early in this game as they built a double-digit lead very, very quickly. But... The final results of these games are important. The Magic lost 84-81 to the Thunder. They fought back from a, what 18-point deficit. Um, they had the game tied with three and a half minutes to play. They had three cracks at game-tying three-pointers. Th- those, detail, those details are important. The final score detail is not. Yes, I'd like to win. Yes, we wanted to win. Yes, the team was probably disappointed. They weren't able to make it all the way back. But they fought hard look the Oklahoma City Thunder may have been playing with their food a little bit they had all their players they had all their a lot of their roster players out there Chet Holmgren was playing and played well Josh Giddy was playing and played well um, you know they had the two Jalen Williamses they had um, although they didn't play great um, they had Jeremiah Robinson Earl they had essentially not their full roster but they had their main Summer League guys out there. And Giddy and Kelmgren tore this Magic defense apart. They fought, no doubt about it. But when Giddy wanted to get where he wanted to go, when he wanted to make a pass, when he wanted to manipulate the defense, he was able to do it. And yet, despite Oklahoma City building that lead, despite Oklahoma City having all these advantages, Orlando stayed in the fight. Orlando just kept chipping away at that lead, taking it down from 15 to 10. Seeing it back out to 15, then back down to 10, then to 8, then to 6, then back to 10, then to 6 again. Just slowly chipping and chipping and chipping and chipping. Orlando took a big punch at the beginning of this game. There's a lot of energy in the building. Sure, there's disappointment that Paolo wasn't playing, but everyone was there to see Chet. Everyone was there to see Giddy. Both have really established themselves. Both have been, st- honestly, Josh Giddy's probably the MVP of the whole summer league season with how he's played. He has been fantastic, and he was fantastic in this game too. Orlando was on the ropes, staggered, and, and really struggling to find their footing, but they kept clawing at it. They kept getting back up. They kept trying to fight their way in with, just by getting to the foul line, just by putting some pressure on, the, on on Oklahoma City, by trying to find some groove offensively, by getting a few stops, stringing a few stops together. Um, you know, when Giddy had to come out of the game, when Holmgren wasn't in the game, Orlando really kind of started to make their way. They made this game ugly and kept themselves in it. And then suddenly they were tied. And yes, Oklahoma city hit an and one Orlando made mistakes down the stretch that cost them this game that they're going to go over in film. But it's not about that. I, I don't care that Caleb, you know, Caleb Houston missed an open shot and clutch, Um, He got a good look. Orlando drew up a good play. They executed it well. They put themselves in a great position to to tie this game and and extend it. They kept fighting and clawing. And that's the important point here. Again, the score of these Summer League games doesn't matter. Sure, it'd be nice to win the Summer League Championship, but that's not what this is about. This is about the same thing it's always been about for this Orlando Magic team. They're trying to build a culture. They're trying to build a, a way that they play. They're trying to build an identity. And that culture and that identity is not just about the main guys. It's a big They're a big part of it. Don't get that wrong. But if you want to build a culture, it's about playing the same way no matter who's in the game. It's about being about the same things no matter who plays. and be, And those things give you the chance to win. Why did the Magic have a chance to win this game when they were just completely outmatched in the first quarter and honestly, it really felt like Oklahoma City was playing with their food for a good chunk of this game? Why did the Magic have a chance to win? A, because they believed, and B, because they stuck with it. They stayed with it. They stayed at it. They kept chipping and chipping and chipping and grinding and grinding and grinding and finding little pockets to make runs and taking punches and getting back up. This is... A, a, summer league team where, yes, you see a lot of summer league blowouts. Summer league blowouts are not rare. I watched a game today that was a 30-point game. Or if not today, it was yesterday. It, it, summer league blowouts are not rare. They happen. And happen frequently. And so it's it's not about that because it, it would have been easy to quit. No one may have blamed them. No one would have blamed guys for maybe trying to go for their own. But instead, you had everyone still fighting and grinding for each other. And and, and, and that's what matters. The Orlando Magic are trying to build a culture here. And that culture means something. Whether it's Franz Wagner putting on the jersey, whether it's Wendell Carter putting on the jersey, whether it's Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, Terrence Ross... Or Jeremiah Tillman. If you put Magic across your chest, you have to be about something. The week that the Magic had training camp, or or whatever you want to call it, practice for Summer League, for coming over to Vegas, and in these three games in Vegas, they have been about what the Magic want to be about. It's a great credit to Jamal Mosley. It's a great, great credit to Jesse Mermis, who I think has done a fantastic job with the Summer League team. Uh, just even some of the stuff that he's running, they've run some really creative sets. They've been really consistent with how they want to defend. This team, look, they may not win the Summer League Championship, but they if Paolo Bancaro were playing these last three games, they would be serious con- contenders to win the Summer League Championship. That, that, that is no doubt for me because they are tied together. They know exactly how they want to play. They know exactly who they want to be. And it's exactly what we saw from this Magic team throughout all of last season. It's exactly the things that we know this Magic team wants to be about. They want to be tough defensively. They want to be high energy and high pace. They want to be kind of in you and and really making your life uncomfortable. They want to play with that energy and constant effort. And that's what we were seeing from this Summer League team on Monday. Guys, big, guys got opportunities. We'll talk about a few of them here coming up in the last segment, but there were plenty of players who got their first opportunity and did not let the opportunity go to waste. They impressed. There are guys who were struggling from the field, struggling with their counting stats, and still found ways to make good plays, to make an impact, to give the Magic something to think about, something to consider. You know Jesse Mermis said after the game that you know he was proud of the way that his team fought and clawed, and that is a hundred percent genuine. They should be proud. Yes, there's no moral victories and all that jazz, but this is summer league. You fight, you show some fight, and you give yourself a chance. There are a lot of guys that I personally doubted because maybe I haven't done the research on them, who I came away from this specific game saying, okay, this guy showed me something. Whether it was Xavier Simpson. Whether it was Jeremiah Tillman, whether it was, you know, whether it was Emmanuel Terry, who I think has had a really interesting summer league and, and a guy that I would expect to see in Lakeland next year, whether it was even Aleem Ford. Yeah, he missed the potential game-tying three, the last shot that the Magic had to tie that game in regulation, but the fact that he's shooting those threes confidently compared to where he was back in December, like, that's the, kind, that's the growth mindset the Magic want to see from these guys. And not only that, he's playing hard on both ends of the floor. He is doing something and making an impact and making an impression. This has been a really impressive job. This is a really impressive job from the Orlando Magic. And it's all about what this team wants to be about. I have no doubt that when the Magic take the floor in whatever iteration they are, they are going to be about these things. They're going to play exactly with the energy and intensity and the effort that they played on Monday night. And as we get to the big club, as we get to the main roster, as we get to the regular season, a team that plays like this with the kind of talent the Magic have, that becomes a dangerous team. And the fact that a summer league team that has been together for two weeks is buying into this level and we know what the buy-in is of the guys on the main roster, the fact that there is that much buy-in and that much effort that we can clearly see on the floor, that bodes really well for this team's future beyond the talent that they've added. They're really building a culture that can win. We're going to go through the final box score, kind of highlight some of these performances coming up in just a moment Get to it, the Orlando Magic fall to the Oklahoma City Thunder, 84 to 81. Their first loss of summer league. It's gonna likely eliminate them from the summer league championship contention. I'll, I'll have to double check the standings, but um, I don't think they're not doing a tournament this year. They're just take, they're taking the two best teams uh, and and putting them in the championship game. I'm not 100 percent sure what all the tiebreakers are, um, but it would appear that the, that the loss will eliminate the Magic from from championship contention. But they should still get a pretty you know again, assuming they win. Uh, win this game coming up on Thursday against the New York Knicks, who just took their first loss to Portland Trailblazers on Tuesday as well, or on Monday as well. Um, it, it, it would certainly seem to suggest that, that the Magic are out of the championship running. But So let's go over some of the performances. Um, it was a rough night for the starters. The, the starters were really matched. matched. Um, I did not like pairing Devin Kennedy and Xavier Simpson together. Backcourt was just way too small, especially knowing that Josh Giddy uh, is the starting point guard for the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, on the Summer League team. Giddy just kind of picked that defense apart. Um, again, really just telling Simpson was minus 11. You know, every starter had a negative plus-minus except for Devin Kennedy, who was even. Um, you know, guy like Jeremiah Tillman and Tommy Coos um, were, pos- were the only players above plus 10 for the Magic, the Magic were able to stay in this game because of their bench. Like I like I've said, like I've alluded to, is as, as good and as, as much effort as the Magic put into this. Not always perfect, but as much effort as the Magic put into this game, um, it really did feel like Oklahoma City was playing with their food a little bit. Um, Oklahoma City, when they wanted to, when they gave the ball to Giddy, when they gave it, when they ran pick and rolls with Holmgren, you know, Orlando was switching a lot of them, created some mismatches, created some problems. Uh, Orlando really struggled to handle that, especially in the first quarter. But really, throughout the game, it was definitely a major struggle to, to, to guard them. Um, Devin Kennedy had a decent game 12 points, three for 10 shooting, made three three pointers. Had a really good shooting game in his first game. He's really struggled to shoot, but I, I think the Magic know what they're getting from him. Um, I'd like to see them run a little bit more point guard uh, from him uh, just to get him those reps, just to see if he can hand be a truer point guard. Um, but, you know, I think we know what we're getting from Devin Kennedy. He is a great shooter. He's not afraid to shoot. He took plenty of shots in this one. I, I, I'm not going to freak out over anything that Devin Kennedy's doing. I, I think we, we're very confident that we know what, he, what he's going to be about. Um, Xavier Simpson, 11 points, 7 assists, 3 for 14 shooting. Um, you yeah, Look, I, I don't think Xavier Simpson is an NBA guy, but I, I do love his fearlessness. Um he, you know, he's a bit stocky, a bit big for a point guard, uh, but short for a point, but short for what the league is looking for right now. Uh, he loves that running hook shot. We uh, jo- jokingly uh, dubbed him Captain Hook. Um, but, you know, we all know that Robin Lopez is the original Captain Hook. This is the Dustin Hoffman version, maybe, or something like that. For for some reason, on Wikipedia, it says people didn't like that movie. Hook was awesome. Don't hate on Hook. Uh, but um, send Hook if you will. Uh, but uh, Xavier Simpson just. Super fearless, and, and honestly, that put a lot of pressure on the defense. That was how the Magic got some pressure. Did a great job passing out. Had five steals. Was really kind of feisty defensively. Um, so you know, I think I think Xavier Simpson kind of has that like Napoleon complex. He plays bigger than he is, uh, and, and is just kind of a you know just just really just really fights hard. Um, you know, I think I think if he does end up with the uh, G League team with the Lakeland Magic. He's going to help Lakeland win a lot of games. Uh, you know, this 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 guy is a winning player. I don't think he's quite NBA level, um, but I love his fight. I love his determination. I love how he fights um, as well. Caleb Houston really struggled. Four points, two for ten, shooting over for six from beyond the arc. Um, had hit one really nice shot. Hit a big fadeaway over Chet Holmgren. It was a really nice shot. Um, but the, the shot wasn't falling tonight. Um, it fell in game one. It didn't quite fall as much in game two. Um, didn't fall at all in this game, but... Uh, you know, I think we, I think again, I think Orlando feels very comfortable with what they're getting from Caleb Houston. Probably had him on the ball a little bit too much. Need guys that can distribute the ball, need guys that can create space for him. It's just really tough for Orlando to create space and get him cutting and get him moving in, in ways that they like. Um, defensively, I thought he was fine. Um, you know, only one foul is a pretty good sign of good defense in, in Summer League, but um, just overall, overall rough game for him. Emmanuel Terry, I, I really like Emmanuel Terry. 10 points, 14 rebounds. Three for seven shooting, six offensive rebounds. I-, I love that how Emmanuel Terry fights. He takes up space. He's versatile enough to guard guys on the perimeter. There's a lot that I that that, that there's a lot to like about him. He's been fouling a little bit too much. Uh, he doesn't have much of an offensive game beyond rolls. He's d- developed a little bit of a three point shot. Um, the Magic have given him a green light to shoot. They've encouraged him to shoot. Um, and, and, and he said in a post game, I think it was after the Sacramento game. He said that, you know, he's never really been given this green light to shoot. He's never really been given the cur- encouragement to shoot and it's given him a little bit of confidence. Um, so I like that part of it. Um, I think there is potential there, uh, but it's still a little little ways away. Uh, I think he's a little bit undersized. Um, play, again, plays bigger than he is, perhaps. Really fights, really scraps hard. Um, you know, it's really done a good job kind of setting a tone for this team. I, I am an Emmanuel Terry fan. I've been really impressed with how he's played throughout the course of Summer League, but Still, you know, still some steps he has to go. Um, Justin James got his first real minutes about 17 and a half minutes. Veteran G League player has played for the Sacramento Kings before 16 points, six for nine shooting off the bench. Um, you know, just again, really good, really good at just getting into the lane. Uh, you know, I, I think he did, a good, I think he he played really well. I think, again, he's just kind of the veteran of the group, he knows, he knows how to play at this level. Um, I want to give a shout out to a couple more guys, Jeremiah Tillman. Eight points, three for three shooting, just a brick wall, man. That uh, he was less than two hundred sixty pounds. He looks like he's 6'11", 7 feet. Chet Holmgren could not do anything with him. Uh, did a really good job bodying him up. Did a really good job walling off the paint, contesting shots. He didn't block. He only had one block. He didn't. Ha- he didn't block any shots actually. Um, but he really was active contesting shots. Just really active. Uh, you know, only two rebounds, but it felt like he he was active on the glass. Uh, I, I really. Really liked his presence again. Just a little bit limited uh, offensively, um, you know. Now probably not quick enough for the NBA uh, uh, a foot, but um, you know, again, just a really big body and, and knows how to use it. Uh, Tommy Kuse, really nice game. 14 points, four assists, six for ten shooting, two for four from deep. Tommy Kuse, was really his entry into the game really helped change the game for the Magic. He, uh, he brought a lot of energy. Was able to get into the lane a little bit. Was able to hit shots. You know, kind of really kept the pace of the game good. Um, a really solid kind of guard option. I don't know if he's a point guard or a shooting guard. But um, I, I really like the way he played. Great energy. Just, again, the stuff you want to see from a guy in his situation. We're not be surprised if he's going to end up on, on, on Lakeland. Um, and, and certainly I think that we'll see a little bit more of him. Uh, curious to see more of him. I, I would have started him over Xavier Simpson, to be, be perfectly honest. Uh, I would have made sure I had started him or Justin James um, in that unit. In that unit, Just Devin Kennedy and Xavier Simpson were just too small to, to make any dent uh, for the Thunder. The Orlando Magic shoot 36.4% from floor, 9 for 37 from beyond the arc, 16 of 26 from the foul line, so a lot of points left on the board. Orlando, uh, to, to my taste, has been a little bit over-reliant on the three-point shot. In Summer League, it feels a little bit like a bailout shot, but... I also think this is generally the direction the Magic are heading. I think the days of averaging 33-point attempts are gone. You're going to want to be up by 35. Orlando is going to modernize their offense. They don't care if they have the personnel quite yet. They're going to shoot threes. Um, So, you know, I think this is just going to be kind of how it is. Orlando does have 16 turnovers in this game, but it's Summer League, so we'll uh, forget that for now. Oklahoma City, led in scoring by Chet Holmgren with 16 points, 10 rebounds, 2 blocks, 5 fouls, 7 for 10 shooting, 2 for 4 from deep. Look, he had a really good game. Really smart looking, reading off of pick and rolls. Had a couple threes. You know, made a couple plays around the basket. You know, I, I, I don't think Oklahoma City was running a ton of stuff to feature him, to feature him on the ball. He had a few of those moments, for sure. I'm not saying they didn't do any of that. A lot of pick and rolls with Josh Giddy. Giddy and him just had a really good connection. Giddy had 12.7 rebounds, 8 assists, 5 turnovers, 3 for 11 shootings. So, not Giddy's finest game, but... Giddy really controlled the tempo of this game, and when he wanted to run a pick and roll, when he wanted to hit his man, he did, and, and oftentimes did it really, really well. Again, every starter for the Oklahoma City Thunder had a positive plus minus: Chet Holmgren plus 15, Josh Giddy 11. Not to say that that's you know as always with individual game plus minus, it tells you something to a point. This tells you that the starters play that the that the Thunder won the game when the starters were in there. Oklahoma City shoots 43.8% from the floor, 5 for 25 from beyond the arc. That helped keep Orlando in the game. 15 of 22 from the foul line, so a lot of missed free throws there. A lot of tired bodies. They had 18 turnovers. Uh, sorry, 18 personal fouls. 21 turnovers that helped keep Orlando in the game as well. The Oklahoma City Thunder defeat the Orlando Magic 84-81. to The Orlando Magic play the New York Knicks on Thursday in their final scheduled summer league game. They'll have one more game for the playoff after that. But... That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at MD. Follow the podcast and subscribe to TuneIn Himley, Google Play, Spotify, Aussie, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at Magic Daily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked on NBA podcast. Get complete recaps of everything going on at Summer League. From Locked On NBA. They cover all the headlines and news around the league. I was on Monday's episode of Locked On NBA, so be sure to check that out as well. But that's gonna do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for World the Magic see you next time for another episode of Lockdown.